Hey. Hey there. Hey, you. Hey, hey you. I'm yelling at you across the street. Get over here. Hey, yo. Hey, I see you. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Dropped a handkerchief. Hey, mister. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you know, I have a, so the, the gentleman who sold me my, my Ford Ranger left um, a handkerchief. Mike. In, Mike. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I think it's time we say his name, uh, say his name here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mike left a handkerchief in my truck uh, that has the, his, you know, he plays Patonk uh, with that stamped on it. And he said, just so you remember that you should come play Patonk. Here's a little. Something to remember me by. And then I got to thinking, cause I pulled it out of my glove box yesterday and I was like, yeah, why don't that's such a why don't people have handkerchiefs anymore with their with their initial you leave it with a you know that's such a cute a little calling card. Mm-hmm. I guess it's because I'm not on apps. That's why I say why don't people have handkerchiefs anymore? You know what I mean? Like I'm not on dating apps. I'm right. Saying, why don't you have a little initial? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, no, believe uh, me, that would it's be not a good idea. That would be fabulous to have a little <laughs> handkerchief given. As a little even, token after the date. I, I wouldn't even wonderful. like that. What am I saying? I don't know. I, that's not even, I would be like, what's fucking loser? This fucking I don't know. steampunk bullshit. Anyways, hi everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in New York, it wouldn't play. It would be like, push you down a flight of stairs. But I could see. Shut up. Just stop it. Just stop it. Welcome, Welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian <laughs> Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. The Service Industry Podcast, uh, where we air out our grievances. Uh, we um, air them out. Just kidding. Um, it's fall. It's gorgeous. We're loving it. It's October. Yeah, we it is October first. That's so true. Right. Rabbit, rabbit, Kelly. Um, it finally became nice again in New York, uh-huh. and the sun is shining. It's in the seventies, and the best. all is right in the world. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I will say that, so October 1st, uh, at my local little theater, they're playing, uh, The Exorcist 50th anniversary. So I'm going to see that with some friends tonight. And I told Kelly earlier when we were talking, I said, I said, uh, oh yeah, I'm going to go see The Exorcist tonight. And Kelly was like, thought that that was like a nickname of a guy (laughs) that I hadn't like sex in the city. So I like the Russian, I'm seeing the Russian tonight or whatever and I was like no the movie the exorcist I'm not like a guy I've nicknamed the exorcist I for I, it so was one fun. second of time I don't know no I love it I think it's so funny I was like <laughs> a that I would do that and b that I would call someone the exorcist the exorcist and giving you any backstory as to why <laughs> calling a person <laughs> like that doesn't sound like a chill guy like it's like very not really sure um, I don't know I could see a wor- it wasn't even necessarily that I thought it was like a date but I could see a world where um like, did you ever watch the D.B. Cooper documentary on HBO Max? I don't know. I'm familiar with the case, though, obviously. Obviously. There was a guy that they interviewed. And I can't even remember kind of how he came into it. But he's very much like one of those guys who lives in a trailer in Nevada. And, like, he was very into, like, the divine feminine. And, like, I could see him self-identifying as an exorcist of different energies. And you 
interviewing him for some godforsaken reason because of Amazon, you know? I mean, same. That's not too far <laughs> off the mark. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a scholar, an academic pursuit, yes, I, I totally, that is true. I would do that. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, Kelly, how are you doing? Uh, what's What's going on? How are you? On this fine day. Um, I actually, uh, it has been raining. As I said, it just became a nice day. It had been raining in New York for like seven days straight. And it, I, I, it has left me a little under the weather. Yeah. Are you um, sick? Nothing crazy, but I'm a little like more phlegmy than I think mm -hmm. would be considered correct. Okay. Um, your so, humors are out of my humors are all out of whack way too much yellow pile mm -hmm. um and but other than that i'm good i'm yeah just enjoying this this wonderful fall bounty the okay. cornucopia of you know yeah whatever the three sisters i don't know yeah totally how are you i'm good yeah. i'm good <clears throat> back in the uh, back in the saddle you know doing a lot of driving which uh, did you know that when you reach the age of mm, 27, um, mm -hmm. yeah, your body hurts after you drive. Isn't that a strange thing? It just kind of all of a sudden driving is, uh, you know, hurts. I don't know why, yeah. why, like, it's like, why is that a thing that occurs? Maybe you need one of those pillows or like, I have, oh, I got a I pillow. Have, I got a pillow. pillow. Don't worry. Also, like I, um, one of my uncles has kind of like, they're very like old school, like taxi driver, like the bead thing that you like. Oh yeah, over. that's true. I should get one of those. I've been thinking about that. Or like, I think my grandma used to have like a sheepskin thing over the seat belts that like, mm, you yes, know, I remember that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. I remember that, that and the bead thing. That would be really cool, actually. All right. I'll invest in it. I'll <laughs> like, All right. All right. I'll go to AutoZone and be like, do you guys have like that bead thing? They're like, get the <laughs> fuck out. Um <laughs> Do you have a uh, do you have a service story for us? Well, just to say, um, the the sort of biblical flood uh, on Friday in New York, um, it rained, and I guess it was predicted, but like classically, like Eric Adams was like, "Don't tell them," and then they didn't, and then they did. Um, but basically, it rained so much that truly, not one train line was unaffected by the rain on Friday. And I kept being like to my bosses, I kept being like, we should not be open tonight. We should not yeah. be open tonight. We should not be open tonight. Uh, and uh, kind of getting no, no response or kind of wishy-washy responses, like nothing really, no motion on it. Uh, you know, people, they, you know, oh, well, you know, we, we have people in for lunch now, that kind of thing. The, like literally what was happening on the bingo board that you put up on Friday was like happening to me in, in real time. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, like whatever. And obviously I am one of the managers too. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go in and, you know, hopefully that means that someone else can call out and whatever. And then, uh, at two 30 on Friday, uh, my in time being three o'clock, my boss was like, we decided to close. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, I was on the M train. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to get off in Manhattan, uh, and do like a little storm shop and went to the Trader Joe's that's on like Grand Street in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, wandered around absolutely befuddled. Yeah. Uh, bought some of the strangest, you know, I, I branched out stuff that I don't normally buy Mm -hmm. and made myself a little, a little TJ's feast. That's fun. Yeah. And, uh, started watching while this wine and uh you know made a night of it that sounds great i mean n- not for a lot of reasons but i love weird trader joe's food nights yeah it was just i it's like it's not i'm not a big trader joe's shopper um and so it was a I lot of like i, I think that I probably looked like what's that Brendan Fraser movie where he like he's raised underground by Sissy Spacek and then they let him out. Oh, um, uh, I don't know, but I was in love with Brendan Fraser. Oh, of course. From that movie, which is maybe just like, do I want just like a man who has had a lobotomy? Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> I think I did look like that. I literally went around the frozen food section and like touched every box. <laughs> and then like... I keep thinking Encino Man, but that's a different... No, that's a different like frozen from, time. from a frozen caveman. But it's like, um, a, oh, oh, it's Blast from the Past. Blast, Blast from, from the Past. past. Yes. yes. Christopher yes. Walken's the dad. Yes. Yes. Who's yeah. the leading lady in that? It's Alicia Silverstone. That's what I thought. Okay. Wow. What a fucking good movie. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, I look All like right. that. <laughs> Walking around just being like, oh, and it's a dosa (laughs) terribly interesting and then like moving on like and this kerplotch i know you get it's a different it's a different dimension in there especially that one it's fully underground i have legitimately no cell service it's crazy they don't want you to be (laughs) to be able to reach out (laughs) um well I mean, this the I think the the video that really hit me the hardest. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Was the city bus that was completely flooded? Flooded. I was like, for some reason, that was just like so beyond anything I had seen before that I was like, like, sure, I've seen gushing water in subways. The streets, it's, ins- I mean, it was really so extreme. Every single thing was insane, but the bus was, I mean, up to the seats, people couldn't, like, it was like a foot of water inside the fucking No, bus. It, that was crazy. Just, yeah, just from doing, picking people up so, on yeah. the streets. There were, it was a full bus of people with their, with their feet up on the seats. Cause it was, it was really, really wild. It was crazy. I was talking to one of my regulars yesterday and he was like, I was in the city and then went back to Brooklyn and he was like, it took me two hours. He was like, I was underground for two hours. It was a nightmare. I mean, it really was bad. Sometimes, you know, they can over predict weather, but this was, it was legitimately bad. It was bad. 
Yeah, I am like, yeah. I mean, I had friends who went to work. <laughs> yeah, you no, know. I know. Fucking insane. Fucking criminals. Anyways. No, it's so crazy. I mean, thank God we did finally close, but it's like, I think there just something happens as soon as you sign the papers that put you in like business owner. Like it's like, okay, you own, you signed the LLC, you incorporated. And then like emergency, like suddenly like translates different in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like emergency, emergency, emergency. Like what the word association becomes is like cozy, hunker down. Really? Put out more candles. Yeah. yeah it's like no like other people read that as the regular kind of conventional meaning and the last we need to get place. all these homer scholars that are debating on twitter lately oh, no. No. they need to get them to, to 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 deal with that it's like what happens what is the translation that happens when right don't travel except for strictly what's necessary don't use the subway don't they were literally like don't shower don't do the dishes they were like do not contribute to more water going down the pipes and then for a business owner that's like somebody would pay 17 dollars for a cocktail in this and i'm gonna get them i'm gonna find them i'm gonna be the beacon i think i mean when i think of where i would like to be during an emergency it's at work. It's at work. It's at work. And I want that to be the place where I'm kind of experiencing this fear and I'm, you know, kind of at a heightened state of, of anxiety and vigilance. I want to be yeah. also kind of being surveilled and, uh, you know, completing tasks. When I die, instead of like two coins being placed over mm-hmm. my eyes, just take two of the credit cards that people <laughs> have left from the drawer and just cover my eyes that's beautiful and i vow to honor those take, and just get two of the heavy ones you know a preferably yeah, get the black get the amex get the t- two of the heavy ones come on over my eyes. i have some show some respect in kelly's final <laughs> her final resting place um uh, which will be in the wine cellar we were going to make sure that <laughs> in the wine cage yeah. or the, you know we're going to put you down there so you'll always be with the stock entombed thank yeah. you that's going to be a mausoleum um Okay. Um, that's well, how are yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say 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 about your weekend. No floods. No. No floods here. Fire season's over. Um, yeah. I don't really have a service story. Uh, my only um, real story that I could tell on this podcast. Well, I I was my first week of teaching back at teaching folklore, and uh, I had a very like um, my first class. I walked in and it's in the business building. And I was like, why are they putting folklore? Like they always give us the shittiest classrooms, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, but it's in the business building and it's a really nice classroom. And I was like, is there a mistake? Um, but the most of the class is like these frat guys who, or I'm assuming frat, maybe they're just, you know, Ratty. jolly sort of. Um, <laughs> exactly the same, and they're jolly oh, young gentlemen. Yeah, the lads with a, a zest and a, a certain you know. zeal. Um, they 
yeah, chock full of these these gentlemen and uh, these young lads. They all did the read. They all had answers ready. They all were like very chatty with me, very friendly, and they all were like, "Yeah, like I'm taking this class for like a, you know my maybe you got the chili, maybe you got the chili pepper. You ever think of that? Unrate my yeah. professor. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> They're like, I don't think I'm on that. I would love one. Um, but while I was, and so the thing is, like, you know, I because in especially when you you're teaching discussion sections, attendance is like can be pretty spotty. And in this class, it's not mandatory. So I was like, I have to pull out the stops on day one and let them know right. A, that I'm hot. B, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Fun. Chili pepper. Well, I, I put on a little outfit and I was like, let me just make some jokes, trot around. Except that this classroom has a chalkboard. And as I'm writing things on the chalkboard, I obviously get chalk on the right. ass. Okay, on the ass, yeah. I don't know when this happened in class. Could have been the first five minutes. Then at the end of class, one of them comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, you you have, um, you got chalk on. I was like, my butt? Is it on my butt? Okay, well, I was like, thanks for waiting until the end of class to tell me that. Can y'all maybe, I was like, can we make a pact? To kind of let me know when that happens. And they were like, all had a real laugh about that. And I was like, that's the perfect kind of like, slightly kooky yeah un you know unaware but like still I was like this is a great we've stuck a uh we've struck a good balance here today and I'm hoping that that combination will have them coming back so stay tuned I believe so I believe so yeah I just uh, the intrigue of it all yeah and the thing is Kelly I you know I have to work really hard to not um when I've got an audience mm-hmm I know that like I'm 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 I can't cater too much to the frat part of the audience but it's really hard of course it's hard the most they give me the most reactions but I don't remember the other side of course it also becomes unfortunately I'm going to talk a lot about gender today I already know it um but it's like it becomes like there's something so immediately comedic about as we've talked about having that dog in us um there's something so immediately comedic about um like you as a man seeing me as more of a woman than I even see myself and so then I'm triangulating between this like this feminine character that I don't even identify with and that I'm already on a joke with myself. Exactly. And then you're also bearing witness. It's like, that's the best. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that is true. I'm being perceived as a as a woman uh, when I feel that that is not normally the case, nor how I ever see myself. So, yes, right. it's the yeah. same. So yeah, fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, you're essentially at like drag brunch when you're teaching. <laughs> I hate you. Shut up. Oh God. <clears throat> okay. I hope to be one tenth as controversial, you know, as that. Yeah. 
someone recently about the restaurant I work at was like, you guys do a lot of dry brunches. I was like, I don't know why you think we don't. I was like, I don't know why you think that. I was like, that's so interesting. Any, I, what would I not I, like the idea of going to a drag brunch is, Hey, not my thing. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, not all, my thing. that's all I'll say. Okay. Our topic. Our topic. This is one I texted Lily and I was like, I feel like it's so random that we've never covered this. Yeah. Um, but maybe we uh, have. <laughs> but then again, maybe <laughs> we have. Um, the TWA strike in 1986, which is one of the biggest strikes in terms of impact on reducing union power, I think. Uh, and I mean, obviously coupled with, I mean, we'll explain, but it's yeah. kind of this sort of cascade of like all of these, uh, from both Democrats and Republicans, all of these moves to disempower workers, to strengthen corporations, legal power, deregulation, this, yeah, deregulation, all of this stuff. And becomes this huge, uh, yeah, just is is kind of this huge turning point against American workers. The eighties really sucked for uh, not so that cool. <laughs> not very cool. Say of you nineteen eighty uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Anyone heard of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Patco, then this, really the airlines were taking huge L's all across the nation. Uh, Big bummer, you know, Um, to put it mildly. And what made me think of it, just now I'm remembering why I even brought this up to you. Uh, I don't know if you read that article in the Atlantic airlines. Now the credit cards that airlines issue are valued higher than the airlines themselves. Fully 1% of the American GDP is spent on Delta Amex's alone, not counting any other airline credit card. A full 1% of the American GDP is spent on a Delta Amex. What? Isn't that crazy? Like, of all the money that's spent in the U.S., 1% of it is solely on Delta Amexes, which I have one of. Should I get one? Uh, I don't feel like the benefits are that good, but also you probably have a better credit score than me. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Um, I barely understand what that means, but that's crazy. <laughs> right. Same. Literally same. <laughs> oh, literally same. I was like, dude, I'm I was reading like, this. She's saying GDP. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, reading this on the subway, it's like you know that. Like, did you pretty... see that Atlantic thing about the GDP? No, I, I no, have I not missed that. that one. My friends haven't shared it. Um, you know that subgenre of tweet that's like either nodding my head or shaking my head, so they know. <laughs> like it was that was me on the train. Like, don't know what's going on. I'm always just like. Jesus. It could be right. Way. That's a catch-all. It could be either way. Mm-hmm. Um, whoa. Jesus. Wow. It, I'm it's good or it's ugh. um 
I do that a lot. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, so this this particular strike um, was, uh, you know, stewardesses as they were called then, and I think should still be called to this day. I mean, let's be honest. I give, hey, let's give it up for the girls. steward of the sky. I don't understand why we flight attendants. That is so sexless. I can't like. Um, and I still say stewardess in my head because I used to read Mad Magazines as a child. So that's been ingrained in me. It's stewardess till I die. Right. Um, but you also think they look like this thing. That's me doing the Mad Magazine face. Well, it depends on the <laughs> artist. Um, Don Martin, it would have been different. Um, okay, sorry. It's okay. Um, who are, I mean... We, you know what we don't talk about flight attendants as much as we should on this podcast because i mean they are the ultimate servers they're they're serving they're serving they're serving food drinks whatever hospitality but also just like in a dangerous well it's not dangerous but you know what i mean the stakes are high if something should happen it's catastrophic like that's fucking great the added element there's so many layers to working in that job i'm just like that is like something i literally could not handle i couldn't do it well i think yes absolutely not um and i'm such a baby about flying um every flight literally Literally. sorry can you come back because i need this oh it's just because i had a little sinus thing and now it's like really um yeah can i have some diet coke i just need a second and then i'll come to this sorry i'm really sorry and sometimes i get like i get all blocked up and so i'm just gonna be in the bathroom but i don't even know i don't even know if it's gonna work um what was something that was so fascinating to me and i hadn't even really thought about too much um the establishing of that union was um so you know monumental because it literally was young 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 women and i watched this documentary that's on youtube called grounded that's about um it was made it's like of the era it's contemporary um mm. about the about the strike and they literally said when you would go to flight attendant training uh they would say if we see you in 18 months 2 years that means you're actually bad at your job because you should be meeting pilots, meeting businessmen on the plane, getting married and done with the job. And these women organized the unions to say, we are talent, we're skilled people, talented, and we're allowed to keep this job as wives, mothers, women in their thirties. You know what I mean? Like we are allowed to have this be a career and have this be something that grows with us rather than having it be like the fucking debutante school basically <clears throat> yeah and i mean on the one hand i disagree with them but <laughs> completely just i mean having said that completely disagree having said that i would love to not have a job um but um i did a little bit of like i mean very cursory research though on on the origins of of organizing, you know, the history of organizing with with flight attendants. And uh in August of 1945, they formed a first Yeah, time. which is I, literally I, like I'm like, did they that's like VJ session? Day? They're like, all right, girls, <laughs> sign those cards. Let's go. Like, so fucking crazy. Um uh I got this some of this information uh but from a blog. Eric Loomis. Um, oh my god, I did Eric Loomis too. He's so funny yeah. though. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, but uh, yeah, they're called Sky Girls, which again, that should actually fuck both flight attendants and they're called Sky Girls now, d- d- dependent gender inclusive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they had to like pay for their own training. They had forced retirement in 32, which again, yeah. Yeah. Um, but agree with um, and kind of wish that was happening to me. I, I wish they would put me out again. That's this year for me. You're looking, you're looking down the pipe at it, Lillian. I'm You'll giving you there. a gold watch. Um, people and like I, you know, thinking about air travel during this time, the descriptions were like, you know, they're flying at a lower altitude because planes weren't like as good as they are now. Uh, you know the flights were longer, uh, more turbulence, uh, described as like stewards crawling through vomit. Cause people would like vomit all the time. Cause it was just like so much worse. And I was like, okay, were they literally crawling through vomit? Maybe a uh, pretty like evocative, um, <clears throat> description, but, uh, I mean, people just, just barfing all the time. Is that true? I mean, can someone tell who is alive? I um, think that, that is true. Okay. Because it's like they still put the barf bags on on I've planes, never seen and it's like grow up. On I, that's what I mean. Is like I think it must be true. Like I think the barf bag is a relic of when like you an would appendix. Barf. Yes, it's that is the appendix of the of the airline mm. industry. Mm. Okay, I think we're onto something. Um, so Ada Brown was one of like the the chief stewardesses for United. It was like pretty, you know, uh, leading this this organ this organizing you know charge um and they did it really pretty fucking fast like almost like three quarters of all of united at least attendance uh like in a few months had signed cards and were had like local chapters and a fucking you know uh constitution and all of this stuff so pretty fucking cool pink collar you know organizing at this time uh and they had their own magazine um what was it called service aloft pretty cool would love to we get should do back. a zine that's called service law that'd be cool yeah um but yeah so they like kelly was saying they had um you couldn't be married so like rules against marriage um they had weight requirements which again i agree with um they had age requirements um and all of these were like basically chilling until the 70s so uh age requirements did not go away until 1968 weight requirements loosened loosened in 1979 and marriage requirements the court was like okay fine in 1971 um which is like so fucking the marriage one to me specifically is fucking bonkers i mean they're all crazy but like i'm not surprised that there were these you know they were fucking body fascist to the flight attendants during this time um and the age thing having it written down is nuts obviously but i could see you know they do that now they still they force people oh out. yeah of course you i know, mean it's like obviously this still is this still actually happens but it's just not in writing anymore it's not codified now yeah right. it's not like <laughs> right, right you're not the bylaws of like, yeah costco aren't gonna say like by the way costco costco <laughs> being like line up ladies we're like, <laughs> ladies we're, we're doing measuring you 
it's <laughs> weigh-in day let's go girls um <laughs> um <clears throat> But yeah, for the first the first uh, you know iteration of this of this union, uh, the Airline Stewardesses Association uh, went through some changes. Eventually, got a charter from AFT, and then became uh, the Association of Flight Attendants, as it is now AFA. But um, yeah, I I truly did not realize. I guess I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, flight attendants have always been a thing. I just didn't think the '40s was when. no nor I you know it is it is amazing and it's like I think speaks to just how completely degraded labor has been in this country that like it was so obvious and so easy to get people to unionize yeah in the 40s and then (laughs) now it's like so it's like starting from less than zero and then basically as we were saying, so Jimmy Carter signs this uh, law deregulating the airline. Jimmy, um, the peanut farmer strikes again. Come on! Oh my God, he actually sucks. Um, and he deregulates the airline industry, which uh, means that all of these there was price fixing and stuff, but from the government uh, in terms of how much tickets could cost, how much competition there was. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then, so one of the things that happens is that there's, uh, vent- then venture capitalists come in, buy up these airlines, um, and they're like, we're gonna cut, we're gonna cut costs. We're going to get profits up. Yep. And, um, and so labor is one of the few things that you can really trim, especially in airlines, because it's like, you gotta buy the planes, you gotta buy the fuel. Um, and, but stewardesses make up from what they said in this documentary that I watched, uh, 15% of total labor costs, not even of the costs of the airline, total labor costs, because they already were operating at a lower wage than the airline mechanics and the airline pilots, all these other people. And so it's obviously that you're targeting women. You're obviously targeting the people that you think are not only the easiest to target, but that, and it just goes to show that like, you think that, oh, well we like, or there's this this right-wing rhetoric of like wanting people and wanting to give women the opportunity to be wives and mothers and to solely be wives and mothers. But it's like, that is actually like in practice, that is complete violence. It's not offering people a chance to just be with their children. It's saying we will cut you off from any opportunity to exist without depending on a man, without depending on your husband. So you cannot leave. And so these women who literally fought for the right to be working mothers were cut off and like and that is the goal is to make vulnerable people dependent on people who can enact violence against them yeah and it's really sad and then what's really sad is like even though this strike was like 
successful in a labor, like then the, basically the court ruled that. So this is 1986, they, just the setting yeah. the stage. Yeah, they called off the strike and then the court ruled that they could not hire anyone who was not part of the pre-strike labor force. So ultimately, over the course of the next three years, most of the attendants who are on strike got their jobs back. Yeah. But it was a victory for capital and for the state in the sense that it the corporation didn't, that was the only concession that TWA had to give. And they, and flight attendants now, are still, it's not a powerful union anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so this this one fucking guy, this is like the result of all this fucking, like this guy, Carl Icahn, Icahn, how do you say his name? Icahn. Icon. And it doesn't bring me any pleasure to say a member of the tribe. I mean, a member of the tribe and a New Yorker. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, You know, bought, you know, TWA, essentially, right? And then just was like, yeah, we're slashing uh, the weight. We're decreasing wages and benefits for flight attendants because they are not the breadwinners. That was their that was their literal reasoning. They're not heads of household, um, and everyone's like, "Well, absolutely, fuck off!" Like, are these fucking nuts? Like, just announcing a decrease, you know, across the board, and a big one, and then also that's the reasoning. And yeah, I mean, what was it like sixty? That how many was it? It was like, yeah, like sixty-five. Yeah, I was going to say 6,000. Yeah, I think about that. Um, And I mean, yeah, completely like, yeah, obviously explicitly a gendered. Yeah. You know? Explicitly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so crazy. I mean, yeah, in some ways it is interesting to like be able to fight people who will look you in the eye and say why they're doing what they're doing. And now, obviously woke politics you know that would not happen like no one's gonna be like we're doing it to women yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um but it is really crazy to imagine a world where you can just be like oh yeah we don't care about women because they're not the breadwinners because it's not right for them to be so yeah and you know, it's interesting, like, the different... I mean, like, I know that, like, the machinists didn't cross the picket lines. But then the courts like, ruled that they had to. And But and then the pilots can't, like, it, you know, yeah. and then it's just... And then, of course, things like, you know, we, like, things like air travel and the way it wreaks havoc on, every, you know, obviously the most important, in quotes, is, you know, like, business, right? And yeah. money, and then the people who get pissed about, like, it's like a really hard thing, I think. It's a really, I would imagine, like a tricky industry with, with like, public support and sympathy. And, like, if not done well, you know, with your union, if your union is not communicating or messaging or, like, getting the right, like, people are going to be fucking pissed. And they don't care 
a lot of them probably why they're just like, I'm fuck. I can't get to my fucking meeting. I can't get to my, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's really, really hard fight. I would imagine in, in more ways or maybe just more, uh, just a more complicated, difficult way, uh, you know, to win that. I think you have to be really like the public's going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. I and I think like, I would, again, I would imagine like in terms of, I think that, you're talking about people who are just beginning to age out of in the eighties, just beginning to age out of being like the, the, the sexy sky girls. And it's like, you have to do a complete 180 on public perception of your job mm-hmm. in a minute to get people, you know, just to get people on board with the strike because like, yeah. Uh, 90 seconds ago you were like yes I am like told you know what I mean and I'm sure like also it's like that's part of the fun of it like that's part of what you like about that job it's not like it's not to say that like people were becoming stewardesses because they wanted to be labor organizers like it's like that's you know what I mean like most people take a job because they think it's fun and interesting and they like their colleagues and then it's like you're put in the position I think that's what so many people face in restaurants and in in terms of whether it's unionizing or whether it's just like literally sticking up for yourself is like oh I just started doing this because it was fun (laughs) yeah and like all of a sudden now I'm an adult there's a recession and I have to be able to like figure out how to advocate for myself and be taken seriously and like it's a lot of fucking work yeah it is and now all of a sudden i got some stewardess on the wrong side of 30 telling me the reason i'm gonna miss my meeting is because she wants a little more money you know i don't know it doesn't seem right to me it's one of these girls just you know just take their feet you know take a load off they they're old dogs by now in their 30s uh, you know get your compression socks on and let's uh let's get in the air tighten that girdle let's go um yeah it is also just I know everyone knows this, especially with the way like uh, Obama broke the NBA striking, mm-hmm. Biden broke the railroad strike. Like you, it's yes, because as Lillian said, the um, the pilots did not support the flight attendants striking, but the machinists, the mechanics, were in support and were do it. Were going to do a solidarity strike, mm-hmm. and then the court ruled that they couldn't. And uh, because all these tricks are illegal and it just shows how much the state is invested and became invested and became the, the strong arm to break labor. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously this is under Reagan. It's no big surprise, but it's deregulation happened under, under Carter who's ostensibly like, not just a Democrat, but people remember him as, yeah, like the peanut farmer, peaceful, a pacifist. Didn't his, like his, uh, was there like some kind of minor scandal with his brother being like an alcohol, like a drunkard hillbilly thing or something? Was that like a thing? I'm sure. I mean, he is from. No, I know. But I don't know, the embarrassing family president thing. I don't know. Oh, Anyways, yeah. We'll look it up later. Yeah. 
again, I'm mad. Uh, this is my my his my history. You know, the, my education is from Mad Magazine. It's a literal thing. I <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like this is like that is I, that is that is literal? from Mad Magazine. Is this that why is I'm literal. bringing this up? Um. Anyways, get your hands on a couple '70s. You know, Mad Magazines from the '70s. You will learn a lot. It's too much. <laughs> probably slightly incorrect uh but you'll get the (laughs) you bring it up as a general subject someone say yes let me sort of tell you what's really going on it works well for talking with men i think is you know you can say oh a vague reference and then they say oh she knows let me kind of oh 100 percent fill this out but she knows kind of the general yeah yep tricks the trade um anyway sorry did i interrupt you saying something actually no, I don't think so. I don't think so. The girls, some of the girls got their jobs back. Um, some of the girls got their jobs back. Yeah, they really, they really fucked. They fucked the girls. <laughs> they did. They really did. They fucked the girls. I mean, also just like, you know, when Clinton was like, you know, however many, like, what, 10 years later, more than that to the, the the air traffic controllers were like oh you yeah yeah sorry you guys don't have a lifetime ban anymore you can work in a government job or you can have your job back or like whatever it's like cool thanks like a lot of us have like fucking killed ourselves and like fucking lost our families and like damage has been done bill but yeah for the like it's just it's just you know yeah, it's just so deeply, deeply sad and enraging um, that um, it yeah. was. Yeah, Go check ahead. out the documentary. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, I think it loops twice because it was an hour long video and I watched it. It's cut <laughs> off at like the half hour. And then I was like, I think it's just picking back up from the start. But I was like, I don't know. Um, but um, great piece of, as I said, contemporary media. But one of the things is that the woman, one of the women that they're interviewing and she was like, yeah, you're a scab, you're a scab for life. And she was like, I would never cross a picket line. I will never do that because once you're a scab, you're a scab for life. You are stained. How could you hold your head up high? How could you ever be proud of yourself? How could you ever feel human again? She was like, it was like, I was like, damn, they put this on TV. I know. Right. There's this, uh, remember that thing that was going around Twitter that was like that UPS shirt that had like the fucking na- first and last names of scabs. Yeah. They're like always never forget or like always yeah. remember. I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed yeah. with this. That's um, what this lady said. She was like, it's true. And she said, I cannot fucking wait try me. I'll send you the clip. Threatened violence on the scabs uh, that, uh, you know, the GE, the, the graduate employee scra- scabs at um, when we go on strike. If we go on strike, allegedly. Um, allegedly. Those fucking research assistants, I'm coming for you. Just kidding. Um, you better put down that microfiche. Literally, it's okay. I'm sorry. The rats might die. If you, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, you got to get different rats after the strike and start over again get more funding i don't know what to tell you um hey come here Cap- catch hey, some. you know you could get a couple free rats go up there. yeah i'll <laughs> buy you a plane ticket to fucking new york pick up a couple rats from, from new york get some pizza you, you know it'll be good well, i'll give you some back. real rats okay what for um what was i gonna say scabs oh i talked with uh when we were 
on a picket line in Portland during the like the big uh, Starbucks, you know, tour mm, yes. for the Starbucks Workers United. We were to picket uh, in in Portland, and I was handing, I was doing, you know, I was ta- giving out um, pamphlets and talking to people and getting them to sign petitions. And this older woman in a wheelchair comes up and we start talking. And of course, it's someone who wants to talk to me for like truly 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. I'll talk to you for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, I remember when I was 17, a department store, the workers were on strike. And this was like in the Midwest or something. And she was like, and they told me not to go in the department store, but I didn't really understand. And I went in anyway. And she was like, and I will never do that again she's like I never did that again because when I came out she was like they really like let me have it and I learned that you know this is probably like fucking 50 you know 50s or something she was like I I never did that again because it was such a like such a huge like core memory for the psychic rated by these people coming out of a department store as a teenager But it's like, yeah, that shit's powerful. Like you go, you have that experience. You're like, fuck. I mean, you know, not everybody obviously feels that way, but um, yeah, but the powerful thing. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, I just, it's a powerful thing. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really beautiful to be able to offer solidarity to people. And, and uh <clears throat> who's our president? Oh yeah, Biden. Um God, you know, I like I obviously don't like presidents of the United States of America. And obviously Biden is doing horrible things. And then sometimes he does something so fucking funny and weird. It it's He'll just it be hilarious. It's and just... I mean he he went to the UAW's picket line. Yeah, he yeah, the 12 minute stop and They've never had a sitting president on a. Oh, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. And um, you know, uh, I Sean, have Sean Fain mentioned Starbucks Workers United. Just got to give a shout oh, out. Oh, gotta nice. give a shout out. Very Starbucks nice. workers. Um, I have recently become a uh, part of K Hive because I think that it would just be so funny to have her be the president. First of all, Biden's going to die in, I would say, forty-five minutes, approximately. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, I just think it would be, it's just, I, I, I it's just it's what it's we deserve. not an exaggeration to say Kamala Harris is Veep. And it would be so funny to have the first woman president just be like, so just like a beautiful woman who clearly like who's, loves that beautiful, her. yeah, whose dad hates her, who cannot form a sentence like i'm just kind of like yeah i i do want the first woman president to be upheld elderly um, yeah an idiot i would love that she's she you know represents I mean? me i'm yeah. so i'm so happy it's not hillary and not for any killery oh da, 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 da. no not for the clinton crime family reasons because i don't want a hard worker i don't want um, you know, I want someone who chose looks. I don't want someone who chose books. I want. Where are you getting these phrases? <laughs> I don't know. The K Hive. Um, <laughs> the K Hive. Yeah, I'm on the K Hive subreddit, K-Hive. and we're all 
typing away. I, I agree. Know. I mean, I want seeing myself represented in the White House would be powerful, and <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of women feel that way. Um, I agree. I agree with you, and I will be I will be canvassing for for Miss Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not doing that, same. but um, in my mind, I'm going to be canvassing. I'm going to be canvassing for her to primary Biden from the question mark, right? Left. Don't know. I will be canvassing for her. To what do you think? Biden. Okay. Wait, can just before we leave. Oh my God. And we haven't played your calls in a million years, guys. I'm sorry. I know. And we literally got, we got two calls. Yeah. Okay. You know what? How about this? Next episode is call sent is calls, calls, call center. Right, I love it's that. a call center yeah. episode. So if you want to get a call in for, uh, for this next episode that we're gonna do, um, and the next episode will be the last episode for a little bit because then I'm going to Italy. Are you sure, because aren't we like gonna bank stuff? It's not gonna work out that way. I think we have one banked right now because we never released. One. And we'll have okay. Well, y'all don't worry about that. Well, anyway, it might be, we'll but it'll be the last it. live recording for a while. I guess. Okay. So, anyways, call in. 414-533-5FOH. Leave a message with a story or comment or high praise for us um, about the service industry in some way. We'll play it and this we'll have a we'll have an episode where we play your calls. Um, Easiest for us and fun for you. Um, But anyways, what's going to say and we don't need to go through this, but imagine for one moment what the merch like the fake cool merch oh kamala harris will be shivers down your spine nightmare in the best way can't wait to see what ghoulish things they come up with it's um, literally like a bucket hat that says like hair pressed plans laid or like something like that like and that's just top of mind that's just spitballing Like you're actually too good at this. It's like <laughs> I don't know what this means. Um, okay, hilarious. Well, um, this was fun. Uh, fun episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Review, rate, and subscribe if you feel so inclined. You can follow us on Instagram. You can send us an email. I mean, there's lots of ways to become more involved with the FOH community. Reach out. <laughs> if you are struggling, reach out to us via Instagram and hopefully I'll see it in time. Mm-hmm. Um thanks everybody and goodbye. Love ya. Bye. Bye.